Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, come on, clap your hands and just tell the Lord, thank you. Our God is good. He's great. Has he done anything for you this week that you're thankful for? And if you're thankful, can you just lift up your hands and tell him thank you. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for giving us another testimony. Thank you, God, for being who you are. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise. Open up your mouth and tell him thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Psalm 27 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. I need you to hear this wherever you are. I know we've been impatient. I know this year has been seen long, or what's going on in this year has seemed like it's been going on forever. But Psalm 27, 14 says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. So whatever you're going, whatever we're all going through, because we're going through this together, the word says that we should wait on the Lord and be of good courage. If he did it before, he is going to do it again. Why? Because he is the same God now and for, for, and for uh, forever. Come on and give God praise. Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are, Lord God. We thank you that you're mighty, you're strong, God. You're mighty in battle. We thank you that you continue to cover us. We thank you for your blood that washed us and that cleansed us, Father. We thank you again for everything that you've done, Lord Jesus. We ask right now that you would have your way and be with us in this service, Lord God. You get the glory, you get the honor, and you get the praise. We thank you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, can you put your hands together? Hallelujah. 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 Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. We give you the what we've already known, but it's been apparent even more that we cannot do anything without him. We can't breathe, we can't move, we can't live. Could you imagine going through this time without him? I wouldn't make it without him. So we thank you for your goodness. can I do? Cause I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Tell me what can I do? Cause I can't live without you. I can't live without you. So here's my heart. Here's my mind. I give you Need you to take control Cause I tried it Tried it on my own But what I found is I can make it On my own On my own I can make it I can make it Yeah. 
lift up your hands and give God praise. We can't move without you. We've noticed that we cannot move without you, Lord. We've only survived because it was your grace. Hey, hallelujah. We've only survived because of your mercy. We've only survived because of your spirit. We've only survived because of your blood. We can't move without you. Where would we be without you? We're nothing without you. Whoa. I'm nothing without you. I'm nothing without you. We're nothing without you, Lord. Oh, so we want to say thank you for walking with us, God. Hey, thank you for walking with us, God. Hallelujah. Thank you for walking with us, God. Thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us, God. Hey. We honor you today, God. We honor your spirit, God. We thank you that you are strength. And there's no other strength like yours, God. We thank you for your spirit. Hallelujah. Can you just open up your mouth and give God praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We magnify your name, Jesus. You lift me up, you lift me up. 
When I'm down low, lower and lower, lower and lower, it preaches. Lower and lower, lower and lower, it preaches. And it reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. It will never lose its power. It will never lose its power. Oh, the blood, it reaches. Oh, the blood, it reaches. Said it reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. It goes higher and higher, higher and higher. Lower and lower, lower and lower. It reaches all over, all over. One more time. Reaches to me. Come on and lift up your hands wherever you are. It wants its blood. I'm going to move in a minute. But it wants its blood. It still has the same power. And it is his blood. It will never lose its power. It will never lose its power. It will never lose its power. I want you to remember this. It will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest it wants its blood. It wants its blood. Now, it is his blood that kept us and covered us, protected us. Woo, okay, I'm going to move. But I need you to understand that it is his blood. His blood. It is his blood. It is his blood. It was his blood. One last time, we said it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest mountain. And it will never lose its power. Hey, it will never lose its power. It will never lose its power. It will never lose. Woo. Be encouraged on the day, because it will never lose. Courage on today that it would never, 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 never. Said it would never, 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 never. It shall never lose. Said it would never, 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 never lose. grateful that his strength reaches right where you are. 
what an absolutely wonderful Savior we serve. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Indeed, blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ to the praise of his glorious grace. We thank God for another opportunity just to be together virtually again. We are going to Acts chapter 9 as we get ready to delve into the Word of God. Acts chapter 9, we're going to start reading at verse 1 from the New International Version of Holy Scriptures. Here is how it reads. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked, asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And as he neared Damascus on his journey, Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias? Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on his name, on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. 19 says, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. 20 verses, the first 20 verses of chapter 9. A little more than we would usually read, but I wanted you to get the whole story. We are gathered together virtually on this week before what Americans call Thanksgiving. And while I don't celebrate the colonization and subjugation of the indigenous peoples of this land, I do wholeheartedly support the fact that we as a nation are called upon to stop everything 
and give thanks to God. It was in the, in the midst of civil war in 1863 when President Abraham Lincoln declared that the nation would stop and celebrate a day of thanksgiving. I was talking with one of my children about it this week. And they said, Dad, thanksgiving really doesn't have anything to do with God these days. And as I've listened to people, because it, it got me thinking, I've listened to people and I've read supposed letters of thanksgiving and posts about thanksgiving from people who don't know God or some who don't even believe in God. And my question has become, to whom are you thankful? Certainly, if you're thankful, you're thankful to somebody. And I don't know who they're thanking. But when I offer thanksgiving, I offer my thanks to Almighty God, to the King of kings, to the Lord of lords. I offer my thanks to the giver and sustainer of life, to the one who woke me up this morning and started me on my way. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Today, we continue our slow walk through the book of Acts, looking at what it means to be the church of the living God. And I thought, how appropriate. Because if anybody has a reason to be thankful, it's the church. I mean, if there's anybody who shouldn't need to be goaded into thanksgiving, who doesn't need a holiday in order to say thank you, it's saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost-filled folks. As I was reading this story of Saul's conversion, it occurred to me that while our stories may not look exactly like this one, if you are saved, there are some glaring similarities between your story and Paul's. I know there are for me. And that's reason enough to be thankful for the rest of eternity. Frankly, on our way to this Thanksgiving holiday, y'all forgive me for not being real deep today. I really just want to remind us, based on Saul's story, of some reasons we have to give the Lord our thanks. Let me preach for just a little while from this subject. Just call me Paul. Just call me Paul. Now, Paul, Saul, it's, it's the same, right? Saul becomes Paul. Just for simplicity's sake, we're going to refer to him as Paul today, all right? Just call me Paul. Now, when we first met Paul, he's still Saul, and he was helping out with the stoning of Deacon Stephen back in chapter 7. Remember, he held their coats while they killed this man of God. As a matter of fact, he wasn't just a bystander who held their coats. The first verse of chapter 8 says that he was consenting to Stephen's death. By the time we get to chapter 9, the Bible says that he is yet breathing out threats and murder against the disciples of Christ. He has gotten permission to officially persecute the church, to find men and women who are following Christ and bring them bound to Jerusalem to answer for it. He gets permission to head to Damascus, because, but as he journeys, as he is traveling, while he's traveling, suddenly there is a bright light that shines all around him. And I want to offer that, first of all, Paul was, here it is, number one, he was challenged. Um, the, the darkness that he was spreading was challenged by light. He was on the wrong side of God. He was headed in the wrong direction with his life. He thought he was fighting people, but he was really fighting God. But the Lord challenged his ignorance. He thought he was okay. He thought he was justified. But truth is, he was a sinner in need of a savior. And thank God, on that road, headed to do more wrong the Lord challenged him. Now, I want to offer that I don't care how righteous we thought we were. Before we met Jesus, we were on the wrong road. We were 
headed in the wrong direction, thinking we knew best, doing our own thing. But thanks God, thank God he challenged us in our foolishness. He challenged our darkness with his light. He challenged our ignorance with his truth. He challenged our messed up way of thinking. He didn't let us keep on in the path we were on. And for that, we ought to be grateful. I'm glad you're in your house right now so you don't have to be embarrassed to admit that you were lost. That like Saul, you were on your way to hell and enjoying the ride. That, that you thought you were okay and the Lord came along and arrested you, stopped you in your tracks. We should be thankful, first of all, because like Saul, like Paul, the Lord in his grace challenged us. There's another similarity though. Just call me Paul, not only because he was challenged, but he was challenged because he was chosen. That's number two. He was chosen. I'm in the text. The great light started shining all around him and he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul. Stop right there. I want to offer that the fact that the voice called his proper name indicated that he was peculiarly and particularly chosen. It indicated that although he didn't know the voice, the voice knew him. The fact that fact indicated a passionate and focused plea to an individual who had been picked out by the one calling his name. As a matter of fact, when the Lord is explaining all this to Ananias a few verses down, we read it. He tells Ananias uh, that he, that is Saul, is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Saul is chosen. Before Saul asked permission to go to Damascus to harass Christians, he was chosen by God. While he was yet breathing out threats and murder against the students of Christ, he was still chosen. While he was enjoying Deacon Stephen being stoned, he was no less chosen. While he was holding the coats of the people stoning Stephen, he was still chosen. And the truth is, there was nothing he could do to make God unchoose him. Now, I don't know if you're shouting yet or not, but I have a sneaking suspicion that you've already connected the dots from Saul to you. The only reason we're saved today is because we were chosen by God. Like Saul, long before we knew who he was, he knew who we were. I'm, I know I'm telling the truth. Here's how the psalmist put it. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down, you know when I get up, you know my thoughts before I think them, you know my path, you know when I lie down, you know all my ways. There's not a word on my tongue that you don't know. You're in front of me, you're behind me, you've laid your hands on me. I can't even go anywhere that you're not already there. I can't get away from you. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, I would look up and see you there. If I take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost part of the sea, even there your hand would lead me. If I tried to hide in darkness, even the night would be light around me. You know me because you made me. All I'm trying to remind you is that you're chosen. God put his hand on you and thank God there was nothing you could do to make him unchoose you. When you were living out there, uh, living your own life, not thinking about him, you were still chosen. When you were actively sinning against him, you were still chosen. When we chose wrong, even though we knew right, we were still chosen. When we went left, when we knew to go right, we were still chosen. That's why we're thankful. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We've been chosen in love, called according to his purpose. And you know what that means. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose for whom he did foreknow. He 
did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Just call me Paul. Because I didn't choose him. He chose me. First of all, Paul was challenged. Secondly, I see that Paul was chosen. But then finally, I see that Paul was changed. In verse, uh, verse 1 of chapter 9, Saul is yet breathing out threatenings and murder. By verse 20 of chapter 9, Saul is preaching Jesus as the Christ. Verse 1, he's an enemy of Christ. By verse 20, he's a messenger of Christ. Verse 1, Saul is in the weakness of his own ignorance. But by verse 20, Saul is in the strength that knowing Christ provides. He's a changed man. He's not the man he used to be. On that Damascus road, meeting Jesus turned his life around. He wasn't even thinking about being saved. He wasn't thinking about becoming a disciple, becoming a preacher, or a messenger of Jesus Christ. That was not on his agenda. As a matter of fact, it was quite the opposite. But God had a plan, and he challenged Saul because he had chosen Saul. And so he changed Saul into what he would have Saul to be. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that he challenged me. I'm glad that he chose me. But not only that, I'm grateful because he changed me. Is anybody who is looking at me right now, anybody grateful that you're not the man you used to be? Is there, is there anybody who's grateful that you're not the woman you used to be? I mean, sometimes, I know, sometimes you feel bad because you're, you're not who you think you ought to be, but you can look back over your life. You can look back 10 years ago, five years ago, last year, last month, last week, yesterday, in the last hour, you can look back and see that you are not the person that you used to be. You realize that the person you were is not the person you are. You realize there was a time that if you had gone through then what you're going through now, your response would have been completely different. Somebody would have gotten a piece of your mind. You would have flown off the handle. You would have given them something. You would have given them what for. But now you are not the person you used to be. And if that's you, if you know the Lord changed your life right there where you are, on your couch, in your bed, in your kitchen, in your car, why don't you give God some kind of praise right there? Give him some kind. Just clap your hands, wave your hand, shout hallelujah, dance something to tell God thank you for changing you. Let me close, let me close. The hymn writer wrote it like this. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have light in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart floods of joy over my soul like the sea billows roll since Jesus came into my heart that's why we're thankful because of his great love toward us God who is rich in mercy changed us from death unto life he changed us from sinner to saint. He changed us from darkness to light. He changed us from enemy to his friend. He changed us from foe to favored. Changed from 
victim over to victory change from whoremonger to holy man of God you've been changed from deceiver to a deacon change from a gossip to a godly woman of God that's why you don't have to beg me you don't have to plead with me to give him a shout I don't have to be pumped to praise his name you don't have to coach me to tell God thank you I don't have to be begged to give him praise because I'm just glad that he challenged me that he chose me and that he changed my life truth of the matter is I'm glad just to be saved I'm glad just to be sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost I've got a song that the angels can't sing I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb that's why I thank him because he challenged my ignorance he chose me and he changed me my daddy used to say it like this one thing I know I've been born again one thing I know I've been born been born again hallelujah hallelujah my daddy would get so excited he said one thing I know I've been born again one thing I know hallelujah glory to God I've been born again if I couldn't say one word I'll just wave my hands if I couldn't say a word oh yes I'll just wave my hand hallelujah if you're talking about Jesus <laughs> he's all right with me if you're talking about Jesus hallelujah he's all right with me I'm just glad to be saved 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 that's why I will praise him I will bless him I will thank him I know that usually we thank him for cars and for houses and for jobs and promotions and for husbands and for wives but would you just take a minute just take a minute just take a minute to thank God for being saved born again I'm glad I'm saved oh born born again hallelujah hallelujah clap your hands and tell him thank you sump your feet and tell him thank you wave your hands and tell him thank you dance your dance and tell him thank you do something hallelujah 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 come on saints thank him come on saints thank him in good times thank him in bad times thank him with family around you thank him in quarantine thank him hallelujah 
Yes, God. Yes, God. Listen. We are the church of the living God. And I don't know what I don't know what other people are talking about when they say they're thankful. I don't I don't know even the atheists going around talking about I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. I don't know who they're thankful to. But I tell you what, I'm thankful to Jesus. First of all, because he saved me. Hallelujah. He sanctified me. He filled me with the precious Holy Ghost. He changed my life. We got a reason. Y'all take me to A flat. We got a reason. We got a reason. We got a reason to be thankful. If everything else goes, if everything else goes, nothing can touch your salvation. That's reason enough to give God praise for the rest of eternity. Hallelujah. Are you grateful to be changed today? Yeah, y'all come go with me. A change, a change has come over, over me. He changed my life And now I'm free He wiped away All my tears And he made me He made me whole He washed me white as snow. He changed my life complete. And now I sit, I sit at his feet to do what must be done. I'll work and work until he comes. A wonderful change has come over me. A wonderful change has come over me oh, he changed my life complete and now I sit I sit at his feet to do what must be done I work and work until my Savior comes A wonderful change Has come over me Come on, y'all sing with me Sing it A wonderful Has come over Over me Change, change, change. I'm so glad, I'm so glad he changed me. Change, come on, say it. Change, oh, change, oh, I'm so glad. I'm not what I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be. He changed me. I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't think like I used to think. 
Oh, He changed me. Yes, He changed me. Yes, He changed me. Oh, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, new creature. Oh, yeah. He changed my life complete. And now I sit, I sit at his feet, yo, to do what must be done. I work and work until he come, yo, a wonderful change. Has come over me, yes. A wonderful change has come over me. Oh, a wonderful change has come over me. Oh, yeah. A wonderful change has come over. Now listen to me. Here is the truth. You cannot change yourself. I know you're saying, Pastor, let me let me change this, let me get this right, let me clean this up, and then I'll come to the Lord. Listen, if you could change you, if you could clean yourself up, you wouldn't need a Savior. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that still washes, still cleanses, still changes. Listen, if the Lord is challenging you right now where you are in your life, there's some things that you could see yesterday and today it feels like you're blind like Saul. Listen, if the Lord is challenging you, it's only because he has chosen you and he has chosen you because he wants to change you. Here is the truth. If any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's how much God loved you. To send his son Jesus to die in your place. So that if you would believe in him, you don't have to perish. You can have everlasting life. That's good news. Bible says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That is that he's in charge. He's running things. He's Lord of everything and he's Lord of my life. And believe in your heart that even though he died on the cross of Calvary, God got him up from the grave. And the Bible says you shall be saved. If that's you, you're accepting Jesus today. You want to give your life over to him. You want to experience this change we're talking about. Put it in the comments. Send us a message. Give us a call, 937-268-6737, and let us know that you are giving your life to Jesus Christ, that you want to be changed by Jesus. We'll get in touch with you, and we'll walk you through it. We'll walk you through this change. Bless God. A wonderful change has come over me. Bless the name of our God. If anybody has a reason to be thankful, it is the church of the living God. Let me just share a few things with you and we'll get ready to go. Mount Calvary Nation, we are extremely proud of one of our own. 
who has been nominated and chosen by her fellow employees and by community members to receive the Joseph T. Klein Award. That is none other than Sister Verletta Jackson. She has demonstrated extraordinary dedication to community service through her work with the city of Dayton. And the entire city, the entire community is grateful. And the Mount Calvary Nation is proud. Congratulations, Ms. Verletta. We also want to keep Ms. Verletta and Brother Jonathan and their family in our prayers. Verletta's Aunt Rosie uh, passed a couple of weeks ago. And certainly we want to pray for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. This Thursday is Thanksgiving Day, and for the past however many decades, at least 70 years, the Mount Calvary Church and the St. Luke Church have gotten together for Thanksgiving service. And this year will be no exception, except we will get together virtually this Thursday morning at 1030. Pastor Renard Allen, the pastor of the great St. Luke Church, will be right here on the Facebook Live coming to you from Mount Calvary Sanctuary. That's this coming Thursday at 1030. It was Mount Calvary's turn to host, and we are going to host. Pastor Allen will be here. His praise team will be here, and we will be here for service 1030 on this Thursday. Then join us next Sunday at 10.30 for youth service. Uh, the youth are going to be in charge. Minister McClure and his team are going to handle service on next Sunday at 10.30. I would that you would keep our friend Pastor Scott Davidson in your prayers. Uh, he has been in the hospital most of the week and uh, has been dealing with some illnesses off and on uh, here of late. But we know God is our healer. We know God is our healer. <clears throat> May I just say one more thing as uh, the pastor of this great Mount Calvary nation? Because I do not want us speaking or acting in ignorance concerning this COVID and coronavirus, this COVID-19, this coronavirus. Number one, all of us at this point have been touched either directly or indirectly by this virus. And the governor has asked that we would limit our gatherings. The governor has asked that we would uh, wear our masks when we are in public. The governor has asked that we would stay six feet away from each other. Now is not the time to be shaking hands. Now is not the time to be hugging. And just because you know a person doesn't mean that they are COVID-free. May I just appeal to you with everything that's in me to do as we've been asked. Now listen, if the governor was an unrighteous man, and if the ask was an unrighteous ask, then we would have a right to disobey. But as this is not an unrighteous request... It falls on us biblically as the people of God to obey those who are in authority over us. That's the first thing I want to say. Wear your mask. Stay six feet away from each other. Um, stay home if you can. Go out when you must. But let's do that. Can we please? There's, thank you. I'm going to stop right there with that one. Secondly, may we, could we please stop saying things like I'm covered when we're not wearing our mask can we please stop saying stuff like I'm covered by the blood or God got me because while it is the truth what it implies is is that those who get sick or even pass are somehow uncovered I buried somebody I love this week who was covered by the blood. God didn't uncover him, but he caught corona. All I'm saying is, you can be covered and still be sick. I don't mean to cause no harm. 
but and I can't pastor nobody else, but I pastor Mount Calvary. Mount Calvary Nation, please, let's take that out of our vocabulary. Because the people in the hospital on the ventilator, there's some saved, sanctified people in there. And they're just as covered as you are. I just had to tell you because I wouldn't be your pastor if I didn't. God bless you. Listen, I probably should have asked you to give before I said all that. But if you feel led to give, if you are giving your tithe, you're giving to the building fund or to benevolence so that we can help other people, uh, you can do it in several ways. Number one, you can give by Givelify. If you've got that app on your phone, it is as easy as tap, give, and you're done. Uh, you can give by text to give. The number is there on your screen. Dial, call 93, or I'm sorry, text 937-543-5169, and you can text your offering that way. You can also give by Cash App. If you have that app on your phone, the Cash App handle is dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. Or if you don't want to do any of that, you want to put it in somebody's hand. The good deacons are out there right now and will be for about the next hour or so Deacon Sandifer and his team they are out there ready to receive your offering you can drive through the parking lot put it in their glove covered hands and not even have to get out of your car God bless you enjoy this week if you can I know that there are some Thanksgiving plans that have been messed up some stuff you wanted to do that you can't some people that you wanted to be with that you may not be able to but God is still worthy you're still saved. You're still chosen. He still changed you. So you might as well give him all you got. God bless you. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.